Now, it's Positively Ernie Extra, New York's TV legend and 77 WABC radio talk host with positive news and interviews to inform and inspire you. Now, here's Ernie Anastas. And here I am, and there you are. So good to be back with you. You know, I want to, by the way, I want to thank you. Because, you know, doing this for me is my joy. And it's also great when I hear from you. And I run into a lot of people on the street, you know, here in New York, uh, who are just saying, hey, I'm listening. I'm listening to you. And I like what you're talking about. And that really makes me feel good. And many times I'll get a, an email from someone. And uh, I appreciate that. Love your comments. Because this is why I do it. I do it for you. And uh, when I get ready for the show, I start thinking about what can I talk about today? Many times... You know, I'll have an interview, someone that I want to talk to and and share their thoughts with, uh, with you. And other times I just think, well, let me see if I can pull something out of my file, uh, either physical file or my mental file, and uh, come up with a story that I think uh, you'll like. So I was looking uh, at some of my papers and I said, hey, this is a great story that I want to tell you about. And I want to read it to you. This is like... um, reading a little story to you right now, almost bedtime story, <laughs> but I think you're going to like this. Um, I, I've, I've used this a couple of times and, and people have responded to it. Okay, here's the story. There was a, a philosophy professor who was standing in front of his class and he had some items on the table in front of him. And uh, when the class began, he picked up a very large and empty mayonnaise jar And he proceeded to fill it with rocks, about two inch in diameter. He filled the mayonnaise jar with rocks. So then he asked the students, okay, is the jar full? And they all said, yeah, yeah, the jar's full. And so then the professor picked up a box of pebbles and he poured them into the jar. Put the pebbles in there. And he shook the jar lightly. And the pebbles, of course, you know, rolled into the open areas between the rocks. So then he asked the students again, hey, is the jar full? And they looked at the jar and they said, yeah, it's full. Okay. The professor then picked up a box of sand and then he poured the sand into the jar. And of course, you know, the sand, you know, filled up everything in between. And so he asked one more time, is the jar full, class? And they all said unanimously, yes, the jar is full. So... Now the professor produced two cans of beer from under the table, and he proceeded to pour the entire contents into the jar, filling the empty space between the sand, and all the students started to laugh. So the professor quietly looked around, and he said, okay. Everybody stopped laughing. And he said, I want you to recognize that this jar represents your life. The rocks are important things in your life. It's your family, your partner, your health, your children. Things that if everything else was lost and only they remained, your life would still be full. Now, look at the pebbles. I put the pebbles in there. And they are the other things that matter, like your job, your house, your car. The sand is everything else. It's like the small stuff. So then he continued. If you put the sand in the jar first, there's no room for the pebbles or the rocks. And the same goes for your life. 
If you spend all your time and energy on the small stuff, you'll never have room for the things that are really important to you. Pay attention to the things that are critical to your happiness. Play with your children. Take time to get medical checkups. Uh, go out dancing. Enjoy your life. There's always time to go to work, clean the house, uh, give a dinner party, or fix the disposal or whatever. But take care of the rocks first. The things that really matter. Set your priorities, and the rest is just sand. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What one of the students put up her hand, and she says, wait, wait, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask something that a lot of people are thinking about. What does that beer represent? <laughs> you know, you poured the beer in at the end, and he said, you know what? I'm glad you asked. It goes to show you that no matter how full your life may seem, there's always room for a couple of beers. That's a great story, isn't it? I, I like that story a lot. It, it, uh, I, I've used it many times, particularly speaking to a lot of young people in high school or colleges when I go out to talk. And, and they love the story because it, it, it's, it's a visual. It's a representation, but it really works well to think about those rocks in your life, the real foundation of what you're all about. Pay attention to that. These are your top priorities. Um, when I was looking through my, my folder, I also love to hold on to a lot of quotations. Maybe you do too. I, I think they're great. Quotations are fabulous because they say so much in, in, in a few words. Um, on the other side of the window, Kevin Drosh is with me, and uh, Kevin and I always have a chance to talk either before or after the show. Kevin, did you like the story about the professor and the jars? Wasn't that kind of interesting? Yeah, I think that's a great, uh, that's a great little story right there. Yeah, I mean, it, it's significant because, you know, you can visualize it and, uh, and you can relate to it. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's one of those where you painted a picture without me actually having to see anything. Yeah, so yeah. So it laid it out visually in my mind. You know, that's the great thing about podcasts, about radio, that you use your imagination. Um, when someone is speaking, you're listening to the story and you're visualizing it. And it's also important to hear the person's voice. There are inflections and there are ways that we can describe what we're doing just by the way we sound. Uh, I love doing this. So anyway, I'm going back. I was looking through my, my folder, and I, I pulled out a couple of quotations that kind of relate to what I was just talking about. This is one that I really enjoy. Instead of striving for success, strive for significance. So what does that mean? I mean, it, it means that, okay, I mean, you're looking to be successful at something, which is great. I think it's wonderful to try to excel at whatever your, your talent may be, but more important than that is to make sure that you end up having a sense of significance in your life. What exactly are you here for? What's the purpose of your life? And, and do something that really has meaning and represents who you are. Uh, it's, a, it's a short ride. I think I told you once I was at a, a very small gathering for John Mellencamp. And this was a um, PBS broadcast, and they were taping it, and I had a front row seat. It was great. He's, he's an amazing talent. And he was talking about his grandmother, and she was, you know, on her way out. And he sat there with her. He was holding her hand, and uh, she said to him, John, remember something. Life is short, even when it's long. And he loved that line. He used it in one of his songs. And it's true. I mean, you know, I, I, I love to think, you know, in positive terms, and uh, to me, life goes on here and after. 
And so uh, life is what it's all about. We don't, we don't think about dying. We think about living on both sides of the fence. And uh, significance is important because you, that's what you're taking with you. Um, you know, I, I was watching, this is a while ago, The Late Show with uh, Stephen Colbert. And I don't know if you remember this, but they were talking and it was Bruce Springsteen. And Springsteen was sitting there being his usual self. I love the guy. He's really such a talented and a good person. And uh, Stephen Colbert asked him, he said, hey, you know, I've, I've got a, a question for you. Hypothetically, if you had to choose one song to listen to for the rest of your life, one song, imagine asking Bruce Springsteen that. He said, what song would it be? And Bruce gave him his answer. Listen. You know what it is? It's a great opening. It's the chairman of the board. Absolutely. This is Bruce Springsteen's song to listen to for the rest of his life. All right? Let's sing it together. Go ahead. The summer wind came blowing in from across the sea. Oh, I'm not going to harm that song. So not just sing a little bit more. It lingered there to touch your head. And walk with me. Mm. Great song. All summer long, we sang a song, and then we strolled that, that golden sand. Oh, Kev, you gotta sing this with me. Two sweethearts and the summer wind. So that's the song that, that Bruce Springsteen chose, hypothetically, if he had to listen to one song for the rest of his life. It would be Sinatra singing The Summer Wind. I think maybe, um, first of all, it's a, it's a great uh, melody, and uh, Sinatra is a genius. Uh, he could sing anything and make it sound, you know, like, like honey. And maybe Springsteen was thinking about the Jersey Shore, The Summer Wind, Asbury Park and that area, because he, you know, he was performing for so many years uh, at the Stone Pony. And I've, I've been there many times. What a great little club. And he never forgets, by the way. I, I spent some time with Springsteen. And it was a quiet uh, interview with him. I mean, it wasn't really an interview. I was just talking to him after a concert. And he was just so grateful for all the people that have helped him along the way. I, I love hearing that. Um, someone who never forgets where they came from. Remembering their roots. And Springsteen is like that. He talked about his family. talked about his friends. And, and the days that, you know, they all got together and started up and what great success he had. But he just never forgot and never forgot. And it reminds me uh, of another quotation that I pulled out. Kind of relates to what we're talking about. Your life should speak louder than your words. Your life should speak louder than your lips. Because what it is saying there is that you should just do what you do. And, and you don't have to talk about it. You don't have to boast about it. Just be who you are. And, and unfortunately, you know, we find people who are just always kind of doing that. You know, here's what I'm doing. Here's what I'm doing. Look at me. Look at me. And I, I, I think that, you know, you, you should just go out there and just do what it is and let it speak for itself. You don't have to worry about, uh, you know, presenting yourself. There's another great quotation, by the way, Kev. You're going to like this one. Two kinds of people in this world... Someone who walks in the room and says, here I am. And then someone who walks into the room and says, there you are. 
Isn't that great? Yeah, that was good. I, I never heard that one before. Uh, you know, I mean, and it's it's the same theme of what we're talking about yeah. here. Absolutely, it's 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 more you know, being there in the moment and appreciating what's around you versus yeah. waiting for everybody to appreciate you. you exactly. Know? Yeah, that's very good. Yeah. That's another quote <laughs> from Kevin Drosch. Write it down. I love that. Uh, th- there was another one. This is my this is my podcast for for sharing quotes. Um, I like this one a lot. A critic is someone who thinks they know how to get there, but they can't drive. And, you know, many times um, there are people who, you know, do that for a living. I mean, they're, they're, they're critics for the theater and whatever it happens to be. But I really respect people who have done the job. You know, people who, who have been in the arena, as Theodore Roosevelt used to say, who, who understand what it's like to be in the fight. And when, when a critic, you know, gives you some information or shares something with you, I, I, I respect it when they know exactly what they're talking about. Doesn't that make a difference? Someone who's done the job? Well, I, it goes back to what you're saying about Bruce Springsteen. If some regular Joe that never, yeah. played, never played a concert or wrote a song in their life said, oh, Summer Wind, that's the one song I want to hear for the rest of my life. I'd, I'd, yeah, I I'd, I'd realize that that's a great song and mm. you know, maybe that'd be in my list. But when Bruce Springsteen says something right. like that, you know the guy knows what he's talking about. Exactly. I mean, were you a little surprised when you heard that? Because you expected he might have pulled out something from from one of the great oldies. Yeah. You know, right? I mean, half yes, half no. You know, Springsteen... Obviously, probably Sinatra is a huge influence on every musician out there, but he's also from Hoboken. Mm. And you got Springsteen from Asbury Park. Yeah. So if there's a connection there for sure. And then, you know, writing about summers in New Jersey, that's Springsteen to a T. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, uh, by the way, uh, Sinatra, I, 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 I love listening to his music. And I, I find that he is one of the great artists that I can listen to for a long period of time. And never get tired of his voice. You know, he was a real interpreter. He was a guy who, who, who didn't really sing. He talked to you. He, he gave you a story. And one time, I was at an event in New York, and it was for the Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Um, it was in New Jersey, based in Freehold, New Jersey. And they were honoring several people. And uh, one of them happened to be Sinatra. And there was a guy named William B. Williams, if you remember him on WNEW. He was a great disc jockey, great personality in New York for years. And uh, they sat at the table, and it was time to introduce, uh, you know, Sinatra. And uh, William B. did that. And then Sinatra came up on the stage, and I happened to be there because I was one of the uh, people introducing pe- uh, individuals. And Sinatra looked over to me, and he walked right over, and he extended his hand, and he shook my hand. He said, how you doing? I said, great, I'm doing great. I mean, I was thrilled. I mean, imagine that, you know, face-to-face with this guy. That's got to be a top 10 oh, moment in your life, right? Man. I mean, I've heard uh, other stories from people like Joe Piscopo who have met Frank Sinatra, mm. and it's like meeting, you know, somebody that is really larger than life. Oh, yeah. That is Frank, Mr. Right. Sinatra. Mr. Not Frank Sinatra. Sinatra, no. Mr. Sinatra. The giant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and if you if you watch... You know, his biographies uh, on, on TV, uh, if you read any of his books, or, or books written about him. I mean, he had an amazing life. I mean, he had a lot of ups and downs. But, you know, he, he survived. And I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people just enjoy him for who he is and also his songs. I mean, they're just melodic. He had more comebacks than anybody you know, yeah. in the music industry. And every time he came back, 
came back stronger and strengthened his legacy mm. the entire time. Don't you think a lot of people enjoy seeing the comeback? Having somebody fall, you know, I mean, within reason now. I'm not talking about anything that, that might be really extraordinarily bad, if you will. But, I mean, you know, people have had a, a bad break. Yeah. And then the comeback. Yeah, I mean, it's really more with Sinatra. It was like a loss, and, well, he he had trouble with his vocal cords at one point. Mm. And then it was really just the, the world was changing. It was no longer people listening to standards. Rock and roll came by. Mm-hmm. You know, then eventually, you know, funk, hip-hop, all, all these other genres. And he adapted, and it just went to show that his voice is so timeless. Oh, yeah. Because it's so great. It's so silky smooth. It's so controlled. Mm-hmm. And he's just an amazing voice. And I think when you really have something that is – so the test of time like that, it proves how talented yeah. and influential you are. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I have a karaoke machine downstairs, and <laughs> I love going down there uh, by myself. You know, sometimes I'll, I'll sing, you know, in public. I'll, I'll take that thing with me if they say, can you do it? But I, I've got Sinatra all over the thing. And um, it, it's just great to be able to churn up that music. You feel like you've got a big band behind you. And, you know, in your mind, you're feeling like, hey, I'm pretending I'm Frank Sinatra, you know. And uh, I just I just love singing, you know, let's take it nice and easy. It's going to be so easy for us to fall in love. And, you know, with the band behind you, it's just exhilarating. I think uh, a great way to relax is to sing and also to dance. Do you, do you like to dance, Kev? I like to dance. I don't think dancing likes me. I'm not very good at it. Um, I'm the type of guy where if I'm at a wedding or something, they're, Kevin, come on to the dance floor. Come on to the dance yeah. floor. And then I feel like once I get the confidence to get on the dance floor, everyone's going, Kevin, get off the dance floor. Get up, let's come on. Let's, <laughs> let's, find, let's go to the bar. Let's do something else. Yeah. I get a little... I get a little crazy on the dance floor when I when I get into it. Yeah. I, I, I can't. I'm no good at dancing, I guess. Nah, you know what? You just loosen up. You get up there like everybody else, and you just have to move. That's all. You just have to find a way to move and, and go with the flow. But I think dancing is a lot of fun. It's great exercise, too. It's great aerobics. And um, anytime I have a chance to do that at, at home with family or if we go out to a, a party or something like that, I always like to get out on that dance floor. And it, it, it kind of um, motivates people to get out there as well. You know, having a, a Greek background, a Greek-American background, we love to dance. And uh, from Zorba, there was a great line. And Zorba said, uh, when, when we're happy, we're da- we dance. When we're sad, we dance. And so, you know, dancing is part of the culture as well. It's a great way to express yourself, to let out your emotions. So I love it a lot. Um, you know what? I think this was a great show today. I enjoyed this a lot. And, and maybe as, as we say goodbye, uh, we're going to play a little bit more of Sinatra in the background. The favorite song that, uh, that really, uh, to me, is, is a classic. Uh, I think this is one of my favorites as well. But this is Bruce Springsteen's favorite, The Summer Wind. I want to thank you all for listening to me and to Kevin and uh, enjoying our little time together. Uh, these are just uh, moments that I, I really cherish. And uh, until the next time, it's Ernie Anastas, and I'm wishing you always good news. Stay positive. Be happy. Remember, you were born to be alive. And here's Sinatra to bring us all the way out there with a summer wind. Enjoy it. Have a nice day, everybody. I lost you. I lost you to the summer wind. The autumn wind. Still the day
exercise his lullabies through nights that never end. My fickle friend, the summer wind. 